This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We're going to get into some NFL storylines here on episode number three of today of the Steelers Standard with Tom Opperman and Jacob Reck. But before we do, just a couple special teams notes with the Steelers. I joked at the beginning of the first episode we did today, Jacob, that you only had one punt in the game if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we didn't really get to see the Barry versus uh, Presley Harvin show and, and that position battle. It's not that huge of a deal, obviously. That's why we didn't talk about it until just now. But Presley Harvin was the one that got the punt. It was a 50-yard punt at the Detroit 19. Uh, Three-yard return on that. So good pinning him in Detroit territory. That's a good start. But didn't get to see Jordan Berry get a go at it because the Steelers' offense was so damn good for the rest of the game, starters and backups included. I think it's just going to go to Harvin. I I just don't think you can waste a draft pick on a punter and then just cut him. And I think they're both really close right now. I think Barry answered as well as he possibly could in that Eagles game. But I think when it comes down to it, you know, like in baseball, when the tie goes to the runner, well, the tie in this punter battle is going to go to the guy we just picked in the 2021 draft. Going to go to the rookie, the guy that. We wait. We picked him. We That's used so a pick rare. on him. Right, you use a pick on a punter. We didn't let him go to free agency because we were worried other teams would sign him to an extra couple million dollars than we would give him. So we used the pick on him. And you're going to cut him and just let another team sign him then? He will get signed. A point I think Tim Benz brought up. Whichever one of these guys gets cut, he's starting in the league somewhere else. I think Barry's going to find his spot somewhere. He played That's well fine. in the Eagles game. But, yeah, I think you go with Harvin if you're the Steelers. But I'd rather, you know— Barry Jordan Barry be punting for someone else rather than Presley Harvin agreed playing for someone else. I agreed because I think we know what Barry's gonna we know what Barry is I think Harvin's got a pretty good ceiling he could be a top punter in the league so a lot to be said about that but I think you go with Harvin and Chris Boswell perfect on his field goal attempts he's been perfect throughout all of the preseason Let's just call it what it was. 2019 was a total fluke. I mean, whatever I happened know, to him in 2019. What it, was. it was 2018. Yes, you're right. It was 2018. Total fluke. One of the bigger reasons why they were out of the playoffs, the reason why they tied the Browns at the beginning of that year was because of Boswell. Total well, fluke. let's not forget it was T.J. Watt blocking that field goal by the Browns, too. Total fluke, though. I mean, total fluke season. 2019, he bounced back. 2020, he was great again. I mean, this is a guy that... Justin Tucker is obviously the best kicker in the league, maybe in the history of football. I mean, that's not even debatable. But Chris Boswell, for years and years, was kind of right there with Justin Tucker as far as, yeah, he's not going to make a 64-yard field goal or something crazy like that. But for the most part, he's automatic. He made an all-pro team as a kicker. And I just feel like in 2021, he's going to be just as good as he was before. Tom, I'm looking at it right now. NFL history, all-time field goal percentage leaders. Chris Boswell, number four, all-time. Justin Tucker right in front of him. Justin, it's actually all four of them are active. Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker, Josh Lambeau, Chris Boswell. Yeah, that's where Boswell's been in his whole career is the top five kicker in the league. And he'll be back there this year, no question about it. The guy's got ice in his veins. Solid, solid option at kicking. All I have to say is again, 2018 total fluke. If you if you probably remove 2018 from the equation, it's not. Out he of might this be the best to say, next to Tucker. Like he it's might him be and second Tucker. to Tucker, or maybe ahead of. Tucker. He still might be second to Tucker as it stands right now. I mean, Lambeau's not exactly that great. I mean, I mean, he ranks ahead of Boz right now. 
All right, touche. So but I'm a homer, so I'm going to say that Boswell's better. Looking around the NFL, though, big announcement from the Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy following their absolute drubbing at the hands of the Buffalo Bills, losing 41-15 to in that preseason game. He said that Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one against the Rams, and his reasoning was we need to see what Andy Dalton looks like in the regular season. Dude, have you been alive for the past 12, 13 years? Andy Dalton's not a new commodity. We've seen Andy Dalton in the regular season. We've been there. We've done that. We know he ain't that good. Your quarterback in Justin Fields, who I didn't believe in at the beginning of this preseason period, and I wanted Andy Dalton to start, he looks like maybe the best quarterback out of the rookie class so far. You got to start that, dude. I know you're nervous about that Rams game, Jacob. You're nervous about that West Coast trip, and you're nervous about Aaron Donald coming up the middle all game long on a rookie Justin Fields. I say screw it and throw him out there and, and let him trial by fire this thing because I think he's got the pedigree and the character to handle that kind of a trial by fire. The Andy Dalton move is a head-scratcher. If I was a Chicago Bears fan, I'd give it a beat. I'd let it play out in the Rams game. If the Bears somehow pull off the win and upset against the Rams, then you got to start Andy Dalton the next week, and you're happy if you're a Bears fan because you won. But if they lose to the Rams and Dalton just looks average and they it's come good. back to Soldier Field next week and it's not Justin Fields, I riot. Especially, I riot in Chicago. Especially since it's in Chicago. You're on the road against the Rams. This is the home opener for your team, and you just used your top 11 pick in the draft this year to get a quarterback – Trade the most it up. highly valued, the most Trade highly valued up. position in all of sports, and you're not going to start him. I, I still say if Andy Dalton goes in there and makes the game competitive, if they win, it's hard to not go Dalton. Even though it's stupid to to go with Dalton, but if he wins, you got to give him some credit. No, if that's the thing, the only way that I think you cannot ride if you're Bears fans is if you pull the upset against the Rams with Dalton at quarterback. And then if you lose, or if you're losing. And that I don't even know who they play week two, but if you're losing come week two, then you have to just eventually. I think you would just put in Justin Fields. That's what I would do. If if Dalton pulls off the win against LA, good for him. <laughs> They're at home against the Bengals week two. That that is okay. We we just talked about how great Justin Fields looked this past weekend, and his or sorry rather in the in the first preseason game, uh, in his first NFL outing. The Bengals are the perfect team for Justin Fields to have. As much as you want to protect him against a good team against the Rams, this is the entire opposite situation. Put him out there and let him feast against Mike Hilton and the Bengals. I get what you're saying about you want to be careful with the Rams game, such a dominating defense. But then, you know, where does that stop? Because the third week, they go to Cleveland that's a pretty damn good pass rush that they're going to be facing in Cleveland. They've got the Packers on their schedule this year twice. That's a great pass rush that they've got. Really underrated defense in Green Bay. We know what Tampa Bay's pass rush can do. Just destroyed the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. Everybody's back for the Buccaneers. The Niners are on their schedule. The Steelers are on their schedule. The Ravens are on their schedule. I mean, I get what you're saying. West Coast trip, first game of the year. Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the world. That's a tough task, but you got to also sit back if you're Nagy and say, okay, but where does it really stop? Because this is the NFL. Half the teams on the damn schedule are going to be able to rush well. Like We're talking about the Rams, and we should be because they're such a formidable pool. In November, I go to Pittsburgh, and they're the best pass-rushing team in the NFL for the past half decade. So 
So you event, think, I just think you start him. I just think you trial by fire. But that's and you, you throw Tom. Him in there. That's not Matt Nagy. It's not. He's living in his fears. I clearly. don't know what Matt Nagy is going to do, to be honest. And actually, well, I we do know what he's going to do. He's going to so, start Dalton. So here's the thing: is that you and I had this conversation during the game, during the Steelers game against Detroit on Saturday night. We were talking about Matt Nagy overall. If Mike Tomlin is the coach of the Bears, Mike Tomlin goes with Andy Dalton. I'm feeling a lot more confident in Andy Dalton. When it's Matt Nagy going with Andy Dalton. I guarantee you it wouldn't be some reasoning like, oh, you need to see what he looks like in the regular season. It's no. the dumbest thing to say. No, like, you're shooting yourself in the foot there. You're I making don't yourself less trustworthy by your teammates, by your organization, and less respected by the league overall for saying something that ridiculous. I'm an idiot with a microphone, and I can come up with a better excuse. All you have to say is, it's tough to go on the road on the West Coast in this league, especially against a team like the Rams. Dalton's been there and done that 12 years in the league veteran. He's the guy to start week one. That's all you have to say. You don't have to be like, well, we really need to look at him in the regular season before we decide. Dude, you can't toy around with regular season games like that. They're so important. They're massively. You went eight and eight last year and snuck in the playoffs, and you toyed a lot with the regular season last year, and you got lucky. You're not going to get lucky again if you keep toying around like that. This is the NFL. Like there are no like oh whatever games. You lose a game on a Sunday, and you can be behind the eight ball in the snap of a finger. That's it. I mean, we look at the the Miami Dolphins of last year, ten and six. You think they wouldn't have? Killed a man or given up another game, yeah, or given up an arm and a leg to go eleven and five and make the playoffs over someone like the Colts or the Browns. Absolutely, they would have ten and six. You think, oh, that's perfect position. That's a perfect position to be in to make the playoffs. Not every year, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if the Bears are going to be a playoff team with or without Justin Fields, but you still have to go with him. I mean, this is the guy you, as you said, you traded up to get using a. He's not a top 10 pick, but he's as close as he can be. He was number 11 overall. This is someone that was highly coveted. Big 10 school, Ohio State, had the pedigree coming out, made the college football playoffs last year. How do you not say that this is the quarterback of the future and just be honest about it? Say, this is the quarterback of the future. I don't want him getting killed week one. Well, the biggest lock to start week one out of the rookies is in New York and Zach Wilson. And that's kind of funny because in our minds, we've talked before, he's probably the biggest question mark as far as who's going to be the a good NFL player out of this quarterback draft class. But he keeps checking those boxes, man. Nine of 11 for 128 yards and two touchdowns, 154.7 quarterback rating in Green Bay for the Jets' last preseason game. Jair Alexander didn't play for the Packers. A lot of starters on the defensive side of the ball didn't play for the Packers. But still, Zach Wilson, I got to give credit where credit's due. We'll see what happens in the regular season. But for a guy that I've pegged as the bust out of this class, he certainly looks pretty good in the preseason. He's not shying away. No, he is not. And aside from the stats, another important uh, – it's not necessarily a check mark to, to mark off on, but – got high praise from Aaron Rodgers to go into Green Bay to play against the Packers and to impress someone like Aaron Rodgers, that's high praise. He doesn't just throw things around like that. No. You know, He's a man he saw who, who something chooses, out there. I mean, we saw, especially from this offseason, this guy knows when he says something, he knows that there's intent with everything he says. And he said he gave Zach Wilson pretty much 
a ringing endorsement. And if you're Zach Wilson, you're hearing all the criticism. You're you're the you're the question mark of the rookie quarterbacks. You're playing in New York, even more out of pressure to play in the biggest market in the country. There's literally no one in front of you too. Like you are the starter from the I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who the Mike other Jets... White and James Morgan. That's a that's a rum conglomerate there, James Morgan. That's not that's not that's not an, that's NFL, not an quarterback. NFL quarterback. No, it's not. There is no one probably facing more pressure, even though that Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall guy and and the most highly touted and and considered to be the best prospect coming out of school in the past 20-plus years as a quarterback. Zach Wilson arguably faces more pressure just because of the franchise and the city he's playing. No question. New York's, the Jets are going to eat him alive, the New York media, if he's no good. I mean, think about how the Jets remember and the media in New York remembers Mark Sanchez like one of the worst quarterbacks in their history, right? Dude went to back-to-back AFC championship games with them. That is and a brutal not market. That is a brutal market. You have to be immaculate Granted, to be great there. Granted, after that, I mean, he sucked he after that. Bad, yeah. But he had three, four really good years in the NFL, and that just doesn't matter to New York. But Zach Wilson, he, he kind of strikes me now as boomer bust. He's going to be the best in the class and a top 10 quarterback before we know it, or he's just going to fumble around the league for three or four years before finally falling out. And it's, it's maybe not, I might be starting to lean towards the former and think that he might be a boom. He might be a dude. He's really undersized, though. That's the thing that really, really bothers him. But that has been bucked so much in the past couple of years with the Kyler Murrays and starting with Russell Wilson and even going back to a Drew Brees kind of player like Size isn't necessarily everything. It's not a it's mm. not a death sentence if you're small. You don't all have Baker's to be the, not that big. You don't all have to look be the size of Ben Roethlisberger. No. But I also feel like if he does end up the bust, it's not going to be his fault. No, his team sucks. Look at all the other teams. The Jaguars have a really good offense. Skill defense, position around him. Defense yes. maybe is questionable. You can yeah, build that up though. You can, but the offense overall has so many guys. The to offense go to. is ready for the next five. San six Francisco. Years. Has as good of a team as anyone people are saying could win the division. Could be in the Super Bowl. Could be in the Super Bowl. New England, best NFL coach maybe in, in the league's history with a great defense coming back. A lot of guys we know opted out last year. And then one and more. And a very rookie quarterback friendly offense. A lot of tight end mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of runs. And then Chicago. Maybe Chicago is, as, is the closest one to the Jets in terms of overall team mm, structure. But like you say, you like to tell me all the time they made the playoffs last year though. So they did make the pl- they like they backed their way into the playoffs. The Jets haven't come close to sniffing the playoffs since unfortunate for them, I think it was 2015 they went 10 and 6 and missed the playoffs that year. Is that year. Fitzpatrick? I think was so, that yeah. Fitzmagic's year. Yeah. yeah. Damn Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's it's a, been, that's a it's garbage been franchise. It's 6 years since they've even come close to the playoffs. And they didn't even make it that year. Not, nothing is more illustrated of how garbage the franchise is that they didn't go out and get anybody to be like the backup to Zach Wilson. Like, even the Eagles, for God's sakes, went out and signed Joe Flacco to kind of just be the guy that Jalen Hurts can have a you know conversations with, know how to play the position, a veteran, a good backup. You didn't do any of that if you're the Jets. Like, go get Flacco. Go get someone like that to just you know be the guy there. They didn't do that. There's no like land. There's no soft landing spot for Zach Wilson, like the Trevor Lawrence's of the world have with Gardner Minshew or Andy Dalton in Chicago, mm-hmm. Cam Newton in New England, Jimmy G in San Francisco. It's, Mi- it's Mike White in options. New York. Like, they all have better options. By far better options, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie. You mentioned, or I mentioned, his size, and you know he looks really small. 
Dude, I'm surprised at how big Trey Lance looks out there. Mm. When he puts the pads on, that dude looks like an NFL quarterback. And that's the toughest decision out of any of the rookies, I think, in my mind for a coach to make is what do I do for starting quarterback if I'm Kyle Shanahan? Obviously, Jimmy G started last night's game and looked okay. He was picked off, but if you watch the game, the ball a little overthrown, but right in his receiver's hands, it was tipped in the air and it was intercepted by the Chargers. So not really Jimmy G's fault. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl just two years ago. The San Francisco 49ers, when they were a fully functioning and operational Death Star in 2019, 2019. they destroyed the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship game. I mean, it wasn't even a game. It wasn't even close. They were by far the best team in the NFC that year. Now you had the COVID problems and the injury problems last year. Jimmy G is no exception to either of those things. Everybody on the broadcast last night when I was watching was, well, you got to give Jimmy G the start. Jimmy G hasn't done anything to, to not earn that spot. He, he hasn't played poorly. From all accounts of John Lynch, the GM, and Shanahan, the coach of practices, this is the best that they've seen Jimmy G look since coming to San Francisco, getting pushed by Trey Lance, and, oh, he's just got to be the guy. Dude, Trey Lance is going to give them the better chance to win. I Absolutely. really, I really feel that. I think it's nothing against Jimmy G. It's just you got to go with just, a guy that's like Trey who, Lance. I, I think you're going to see Jimmy G start, and I think you're going to see the Niners play well with Jimmy G. I think they're going to be an above 500 team, but I think they're going to make the switch in the middle of the season as an above 500 team because I think Shanahan's going to say, "Okay, we're kind of floating around. We're say we're a game back of Seattle right now. They've got Russell Wilson." The Rams have got Stafford. The Cardinals have Kyler Murray. It's time to play my card. It's time to play my Trey Lance. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. And I think Trey Lance is going to give them the better chance to stack wins and get to a division title than Jimmy G this year, even though I think when Jimmy G starts, they'll still be successful. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an odd situation that you see. I think it's not, it's just going to be one week. They're going to be like, Trey Lance looks better. He's starting. And people are going to be like, really? You're like, you're six and three right now. You know what I mean? I I feel like that could be the case. I don't even know what's going to happen in week one because Kyle Shanahan said last night after their game ended, I'm not comfortable naming a starter for week one just yet. That's not good news for Jimmy G because you'd think if it was for sure Jimmy G, it would be like that's the second preseason game. That's what we game. thought it was. We were talking about after the draft in, in the couple of weeks following that we were saying it's probably going to be Jimmy G all season long. Let them utilize Jimmy G as much as they can with one year left on his, on his deal, and then you can see him go, and then you'll go with Trey Lance as a, as a sophomore coming, coming back for his second year. And now it seems more and more likely that Trey Lance is not only going to steal the starting job by the end of the season, but could just get the start week one. I think another really tight position battle is in New England, obviously, between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton made it a little tighter with his performance against the Eagles uh, earlier this past week. Eight for nine, 103 yards, 11.4 on average, and a touchdown. One of the throws, though, got uh, some play on Twitter, and someone was like, this is a Tim Tebow throw. And it really did look like a Tim Tebow. It did really look like a Tim Tebow throw. It went for like a 15-yard completion, but it kind of looked like he shot-putted the ball out of uh, instead of a a good throwing motion. And although Cam Newton played well enough to not, you know, relinquish that starting job just yet, Mac Jones came in with 13 of 19, 146 yards, no interceptions, a 91.1 rating. 
Writing's going to be on the wall for Cam Newton, man. You can't be making, even if you're eight for nine, Belichick's going to look at the film and see the Tim Tebow throws being made. I think it's the best interest of the Patriots to just roll with Mac Jones from week one. But I think Cam Newton made it a little tougher of a decision based on that performance against the Eagles last week. You may say that. I still think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think it should be Mac Jones's job. I can't imagine also Belichick going with a non traditional quarterback like Cam Newton, who just clearly isn't as there as much as he was when he was winning the MVP or even a little bit after that, he's just not the same guy anymore. And when you have someone who fits your offense so much better, like Mac Jones, I can't imagine Belichick saying, well, the prospect of of Cam Newton coming back and being this flashy guy really excites me. That's not Belichick. That's not how he operates. He's going to go with the guy that fits his system the best, and I think that's what Mac Jones does. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think he's a total Belichick guy. I think Belichick was smiling ever so slightly, which is basically an ear-to-ear smile for him whenever Mac Jones was sitting there when they picked at number 15 in this draft. I think he thought he got the steal of the draft, and it might just end up turning out to be that way because we talked about this a lot, but he might be the quarterback that found himself in the best position possible. Trey Lance obviously has a case for that as well. The Niners are great, but Shanahan... Ain't as good of a coach as Bill Belichick. We'll see how things shake out in New England. That could be a really dangerous team, or it can just be a very middle-of-the-road team. Very volatile is what the Patriots could end up Mm -hmm. being this year, so we'll keep an eye on them. Finally, the last rookie in this class. First of all, I think it's funny that, or I think it's upsetting that Nagy ruined what could have potentially been all five of them starting week one. I I think that that was on the table until Nagy said. It's not Nagy ruining it, though. He's ruining it. For me, he's ruining it, damn it. I wanted all five to start. You can't now we have the red rifle. Here's the thing. We again I, really quickly before we move on to the last one, we we said off the air when we were talking during the Lions game that if Mike Tomlin went with Andy Dalton, I'd feel a lot more confident in that decision than if it were Matt Nagy. But still I can't blame Matt Nagy for also wanting to go with Andy Dalton week one. It's right. just it's just if it were a couple of other coaches going with Andy Dalton week one, I'd, I'd say, okay, it's definitely the right move then. But with Matt Nagy making the call, I got to question it because I don't trust the guy at all. We got ball tonight, though, Jacob. 8 o'clock on a Monday. Jacksonville, New Orleans Saints. Monday night football on ESPN. I'm going to be watching this game intently for the entire first half of football. Are a, there are a, there are there two quarterback battles? That's what going I'm saying. A because Trevor Lawrence, I want to see Trevor Lawrence. Uh it was funny the last uh preseason week he was supposed to be on the NFL network and then for whatever reason it was the Saints and the Ravens game, so I never got to see him. Definitely gonna be tuning into ESPN tonight at eight to watch Trevor Lawrence play there. But I think the biggest quarterback battle is happening on the other sidelines. Because I think as, uh, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew, blah, 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 whatever. That's Urban just doing Urban stuff. Lawrence is starting week one. I I don't have any question Mm -hmm. about that. New Orleans, I really thought it was going to be Winston. But in the Ravens game last week, Taysom Hill was the starter. And Winston came in in relief. I don't know. I'm ignorant on this. If they had announced who's going to be the starter yet for the game tonight. But if I'm on my couch and I see number seven Taysom Hill mumble bumble out there oh to start that game, I am really gonna question what's a borderline Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton and just what in the hell are you doing, man? Like, I know he ain't Drew Brees, 
But Jameis Winston's a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. I mean, there's just no question about that. There's not even a question. You say there's no question. People like you the, and I can see that plain as not, day. The discussion should not even happen. Taysom Hill is a great decoy guy, is a great let-me-send-him-out-for-one-play-per-half kind of guy. Let me throw him out there for a two-point conversion kind of guy. Not i got to start him every week for the regular season. I, I, I don't know, Tom, how it's so clear to you and I, two guys on the radio, and it's so foggy, it's so unclear to Sean Payton. And I guess I never considered it from that perspective. But, yeah, if this guy wants to be considered a Hall of Fame coach— this is going to be the one thing that people look back on and say, well, if he couldn't see this, is he really that good of a coach? No, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's a big blemish on his resume if this is going to be the case. And something you touched on there, you know, James, or Taysom Hill, he's great in goal line situations, on short situations. You're almost doing a disservice to your team when you have Taysom Hill out there 24-7. I mean, he is the best gadget player in the NFL right now maybe one of the most unique gadget players in NFL history. And I'm not saying that he can't throw a pass every once in a while in a game, because he certainly can. He did mm-hmm. that with Drew Brees out there, and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's something that keeps the defense on their toes. But if you have him starting, you lose that aspect of your offense, because there is no surprise now. And Now you just know not... something's going to happen with Taysom Hill. It's just how do we plan against it. And one thing that when I was doing one of the night shows at camp that Williamson brought up, trying to get in the mind of a Sean Payton, and he was thinking, well, you know, Michael Thomas, very up in the air with him, holding out. He hasn't shown up to camp yet. Who knows what's going to happen? They have Kamara, obviously, but maybe Peyton thinks, I need to go about this like the Ravens. I need to be a run, 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 run the ball kind of offense. Does he think Taysom Hill is as talented as Lamar Jackson? Well, obviously, Williamson does not think that. He no, 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 saying, I'm saying Deshaun Peyton. Well, that's what Williamson was speculating, and that's when I jumped in and was like, well, I got news for him. He ain't Lamar Jackson. That's not going to work that way. I mean, the Ravens' offense is historically great because they have a historically great and historically unique player. Taysom Hill is not that. Taysom Hill is a great gadget player. He's unique, but for he's sure. not that. He he's not, not historically unique. He's not going to run for 150, 170 yards almost every game. It's just not going to happen. So very intriguing tonight on ESPN to see what happens with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, that's a team that should have playoff aspirations, no doubt. Defense still very strong. Great cornerback in Marshawn Lattimore. Great pass rusher in Cameron Jordan. And they have Kamara on the offense. I think Michael Thomas will end up playing. I, I can't imagine him just sitting out the entire year. So good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And this is a team that could definitely push for the 6 or 7 seed in a really weak uh, NFC that's not deep at all. It's going to be a very interesting decision. If he goes with Taysom Hill, he could nuke their season. And I really do believe that. And that'd be a shame because I think the Saints have a really good team despite losing Drew Brees. I think if you just go with the smart option and Jameis Winston, you keep a you keep your offense fluid, right? If you keep Taysom Hill out there, do you remember that game toward the end of the year where uh, Alvin Kamara had six touchdowns? That kind of was a result of the fact that Drew Brees was really at the end of the road, couldn't throw the ball, and Alvin Kamara had to have that kind of day in order for them to win that game. And not only do you make Alvin Kamara not just your one-trick pony for your offense, but you allow him to not—you allow him to be involved in the passing game and running game equally. You get 
you establish or reestablish, I should say, Michael Thomas as a legitimate receiving option. And I'm, I'm not even going to talk about the defense because that has nothing to do with this, but they have a great defense. They have a top 10 defense led by Cam Jordan. So why hinder yourself with a non-quarterback starting at the quarterback position where you could just put a guy in? I get the 30-30 season he had two years ago is questionable and, and gives you reason to hesitate, but there's no in, – in no universe is Taysom Hill ever throwing 30 touchdowns in a season. Never. He's not going to throw 30 interceptions, but he's not going to come close to sniffing 30, even maybe 20 touchdowns in a season. He's, not, he's just not capable of doing that. Well, that's quite time for us. That's all the content you'll get out of myself, Tom Opperman, or my partner, Jacob Reck, today. But do not worry, my friends in Steelers Nation. We will be back with you in just a day or so to give you um, some fresh perspectives as we work our way towards the Carolina game on Friday and slowly but surely towards September 12th's opener against the Buffalo Bills. But if you missed any of our episodes today, go to Steelers.com, click on the podcast page, get to Steelers Standard, and give them a rip. We really appreciate you listening to our stuff. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman. This has been another edition of the Steelers Standard, and thanks as always for listening to Steelers Nation Radio.